Yo, this is Kieran for Getting Our Shit Together. And today I'm delighted to be joined by Ryan Alex, who is another dating coach. Another one from the UK. Good to have another brother from the UK here. Hi, Alex. Uh, Yeah, thanks for being here, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, So, Ryan, could you uh, give us a little bit of an intro about who you are and what you do, please? Yeah, so at the moment I'm helping with um, approaching, so approach anxiety and that kind of area because, uh, um, you know, my my background is I studied economics at Durham and I got kind of into the day game scene there whilst I was studying. And uh, the approaching and the personal development side of it really appealed to me. So it's something that I worked on quite a lot and I had certain breakthroughs with. Um, and then afterwards, when I left and I went traveling as well in Ukraine, um, traveling and working, I was kind of living a digital nomad lifestyle over there. I had more breakthroughs with it. So, yeah, it's something that. So just, um, to, give, just to give people a little bit of the background, you were working with a couple of guys, um, John Matrix, who I didn't know, but another chap called Sasha, who's been with Sasha Day Game, big, big name in our in our industry. So obviously you uh, it did really well, obviously, to, to hook up with them uh, so early into your career. And like, um, so tell us a little bit about that. What was what was that like? Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I I collaborated with John on some projects when we were. Um, he was setting up a brand called Male Mastery, and that was all about approaching and lifestyle. Yeah. Um, and I was working with him and Dave, who used to. Uh, the, the main day game guys in London right so so yeah we collaborated back then and then he shifted in because he went more down the awakening path okay. um and I met so what, does that mean? At, like, what is awakening so I, I that's the term that I don't really understand yeah so um I take it your backgrounds in in day game and approaching as well uh so just again just for the audience so day game is uh approaching basically approaching girls during the day maybe goes to somewhere where there's a lot of footfall like Chicago square in london something like that and just you know just go over and just just spark up a conversation maybe get her number something like that if she's into you and you're into her um it's not something i've ever loved that much i've got to be honest with you i love much prefer going to clubs and bars um going out with your boys and then it's it's very much more like the environment is is on your side because the girls are coming there with the sort of um, understanding that they're going to be approached, and and there's nothing wrong with approaching people in the daytime. Personally, it's not it's not massively for me, um, but yeah, no, it's it's almost it is like the the sort of cold, hard, like unfiltered, uh, like pickup or game or that sort of scene, isn't it? Because it's just like no drinks. No, nothing like nothing to help you out. It's just like go out and approach the girl on the street and chat her up. So if you get good at that, you're gonna be you're gonna be set. You're gonna be you're gonna have this skill set for life, basically. Yeah, it's the it's the ultimate cold approach, and it's a lot. Uh, yeah. I mean, bars and clubs are difficult, but the street approaching is is something that's even more difficult and yeah what once you've got that skill set down and you're able to micro calibrate and take it step by step and pace it to the her reality then you can you can kind of get in there with a conversation 
And it's just a great skill just for your general self-betterment. I mean, if you're a younger guy listening to this, it's like, if you, if you, if you like stumble over your words or you're not confident, if you go and do something like this, not only will you be learn the skills to become more attractive, you'll also get better at, say, if you wanted to do a sales job or any role where you're going to be speaking, because you're going to find out, okay, what are the sort of underlying um, characteristics of having like a, a conversation that people want to listen to, basically. And so that's, like I said, it's going to help you in sales, it's going to help you in any job, really, where you're speaking to people. So it's a good yeah, thing. Yeah, I mean, that's... There's so so much overlap between uh, this and and sales, and I guess like the approach with um, this is why I kind of resonated with Sasha's stuff is because he he was pretty much cold approach, and I had on on the streets, and I had had experience in bars and clubs before, but um, you know his whole uh, angle to it is that you know you, you don't want to go out there uh, to a club get drunk and you know kind of have these un unconscious hookups you want to be in a state where you're able to you know converse properly and have these deeper connections and interactions yeah yeah I, I really like that like what you're saying it's almost like that pure form like like uh like if you relate it to like kung fu or something it's like going back to japan or china and like doing it like that the way the masters would do it like yeah like it's like, yeah, like you say, you're not, it's nothing's clouded by alcohol or anything like that. So you really know, like, okay, I, the way I was there, I can recall what I was doing and what I was saying, the vibe I was coming across with. And that's going to be, that's going to really inform you of like, of, you know, how, how to get this skill set. Um, so no, it's interesting. And like I said, like that, that guy, Sasha, that we were mentioning, really cool sort of spiritual guy. And so we were talking about awakening. I mean, I wonder if you could tell me yeah. a little bit more about that. Yeah, so so after going down that route with day game, you kind of it it gets to a point where you're you realise that you're not internally fulfilled by you know hooking up and getting notches in your numbers and that kind of thing or yeah. or material things. So so you start looking for something deeper, and um, you you know Sasha was on this path of awakening, and he'd kind of worked with certain plant medicines. Um, and that's kind of something that overlapped with my progression as well. Um, and some of the other guys I was hanging around with, we kind of went down the plant medicine route and, um, you know, with ayahuasca and DMT and substances like that. And that really opens your mind to oh, wow. something deeper. And, uh, so have you done that? Yeah, then? I have. Yeah. So this, <laughs> so this is turning into a Joe Rogan interview. Bro, DMT, bro. A little bit. <laughs> I mean, go DMT, right? Yeah, but like, but so you've done it. But I mean, it is something I definitely wanted. I actually, uh, I actually did try this, but I'd had a couple of beers and nothing really happened. But what, so did you get the full, so just for the audience, so DMT, it's basically the most hallucinogenic drug that you can do. But the thing that's quite attractive to me about it is that it's not like seven hours of tripping. It's like seven minutes, seven to 10 minutes. You take this thing, you're supposed to take three hits of this thing and then you just, apparently just shoot off like in in your brain obviously. you shoot off into hyperspace yeah what does I mean, it feel like what is, go on it's it's like an out-of-body experience basically um wow. you're you're going somewhere else and it, 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 i mean joe rogan tries to do a good job of describing it but it's you're trying to describe the indescribable i yeah. would say 
imagine like the exponential curve we're on with computers and augmented reality and virtual yeah. reality at the moment. And like, if you think in a 10,000 years or a hundred thousand years, what yeah. kind of um, graphics and kind of reality video games we'd be able to create if we carried on on this trajectory. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. kind of like you're in, it's kind of like you're interfacing with that wow. in your current reality. So it, it, you're interfacing with something way more intelligent. Yeah, um, because I've heard like, I mean, say if you do like mushrooms, I've done mushrooms, you sort of like, you maybe you'll look at like a uh, wallpaper and the patterns will move a little bit. And I haven't done mm. acid, but I hear acid is like, now it's a little bit more stronger. Like maybe there is actually something that you can see in front of you that's not really there. But with DMT, it's like, no, your entire visual field has just changed, right? Is that, is that correct? Yeah. yeah. Well, when I did when I did it, I would only get visuals when I closed my eyes, which was quite right. rare because other people in the room were seeing things um, with their eyes open. But I did get a glimpse of I, I was looking at the carpet and it starts uh, moving in kind of these geometric patterns in a re yeah. really weird way. And it's uh, I don't know, it feels like it's kind of opening up like this quantum world and you're seeing like deeper into the layers of reality. It definitely, there is a universality to the self-reports that people are saying after doing a DMT. It's like, yeah, it feels like I'm going somewhere else and it doesn't feel like a trip. It feels like realer than real. I mean, it's what I've heard. Did you, so, so this is the question, did you speak to machine elves? This is what they were saying, like little goblins or little elves or something, little aliens? No, no, I, I, I haven't seen the machine elves, but um, <laughs> I, I have seen, you know, you see some weird entities. I have seen a couple. Um, but everyone's experience is different as well. That's right. the thing about it, because right. I would have my experience of it and then I would hear someone else describing what they experienced and they, they were in a completely different uh, reality almost. So it's, you know, it kind of uh, filters through and changes your perceptions a lot. And I, I would just, the way I've described it previously is imagine your belief systems are like a vase, right? It's like your construction of the world around you and the way you view things. And when, when you do substances like this, it's almost like it's taking the vase and smashing it. And then you're, you're left to put the pieces back together and kind right. of reintegrate your worldview. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's definitely interesting, man. Uh, and is, did is you, that, did, well, I was going to say, did you bring it? Go on, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was going to ask if that was um, a path you were interested in going now. Definitely, I, I definitely do want to do it. I'm a little bit like nervous, to be honest, just like a bit scared to do it, but I do want to do it. But yeah. um, did you, was there like a message that you took away or was there like any one thing that you were like, right, okay, this, I've got to remember this in my normal life? Um, I think the, the main message I took away is that you're like, you're interconnected to the world around you. And you yeah. need to be like conscious of the impacts and the effects you're having, um, right. because it, it, it's kind of like a cycle. It, it, you know, what goes around comes around. So that was kind of one one of the main messages I took. That's awesome. So it really enforces this kind of like karmic belief, which I guess for for the industry that we're in is is never a bad thing because you're obviously, I, obviously you were um, cognizant of consent all the way through. Of course, I'm sure you were. But this is, it, that will highlight even more the fact that like, you know, yeah, we're all a part of this one thing. Why, I, I wouldn't even want to get pleasure out of someone else if, if they weren't feeling it or whatever. Like, I mean, it just sort of, yeah, I think, I think it's a nice route for all guys to go. I mean, I 
kind of think like guys should be a little bit of everything. Like you should have a little bit of warrior about you, a little bit of like you know hard worker, a little bit of father, a little bit of lover, and and about this sort of um, um, which maybe some of these hallucinogens can can give you this sort of yeah this interconnected feeling like and this and this karmic balance like whether it's completely true or not I think it's a good uh, a goodish model to to view the world. Yeah, I think there's good arguments for both, and I like to see things from both sides. Um, yeah. And the karma argument is is quite interesting, but it's good to to like look at the alternative angle on that. And the alternative, I guess, is you know some horrific things happen to people, and you wonder like Why? what they did. Yeah, yeah exactly. So yeah. I think it's true to an ex like like most things. There's truth to an extent, but yeah. In life, there's also an element of randomness, and of course, uh, yeah, yeah. And then we don't have one overlaying ideology that explains everything. I mean, I mean, Buddhism would have a good like that. That's probably got the best uh, answer to why does like say why does a an innocent child is just born into chronic pain and then death? Like, what what could have that little innocent child have done to deserve that? But Buddhism kind of has an answer there, which is like, well, maybe that's the spirit that's bad things in the previous life it, it might not be so wholesome for us to hear our western ears but that that's sort of their answer but again i don't think it that, that's unlikely to be the answer to, to all of reality to my mind yeah i think it's in, I, I think it's good to consider these interesting pers perspectives and evaluate them um because i mean they can be co quite controversial like we, we're probably at the same age where we remember like an england manager glenn hoddle um, yeah, 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 yeah. pretty similar things but I think societies evolved um, from then and we are kind of considering these arguments it's not to say that they're true or not or that like it's deserved but I don't know I think it's it's you know good to evaluate things and try and go deeper with it and see is there merit to some of these arguments yeah. and I mean the truth is we we, we, we don't know but um, I think it's a good we're at a good level in society if we're able to talk about these things openly Absolutely. and discuss some of these deep topics. I, so you were talking about something new that you're trying now, which is, could you explain explain that a little bit, where you're sort of, what was it, you're right. surrendering yourself to the process, is it? Yeah, the surrender experiment. So um, there's a book called Power Versus Force, and that's about the scale of consciousness and saying that we evolve into different levels. Who wrote that? Sorry, um, power versus force. Yeah, that's D David R. Hawkins. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um. So, and one one of the levels of consciousness is surrender, and so I was kind of going along with that process, and then I came along. Uh, a book called The Surrender Experiment by Michael Singer. I came across it. And uh, his whole notion is that um, we've got this mind that's kind of telling us what we like and what we don't like. And it's always kind of, you know, got this chatter of what we, sh we should be doing next, you know, what we're going to have for dinner. Um, it, 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 the chatter of the mind, basically. And his whole, his whole theory is that there's laws in the universe that are a lot more powerful than our mind and a lot more intelligent. And if we kind of get, get our, move our mind out of the way so it's not making so many decisions for us and seeing what just arises naturally and go with that flow of life, 
then um, then he he says that's a kind of superior way to to deal with life. Like you still you still need to rely on the mind, but um, I guess in a lot of spiritual texts as well, they talk about making the mind the servant of the heart and not the other way around. So that's really cool. And again, I mean, we've spoken about this this sort of concept of getting out of your own head again. And this is another angle to look at it. Um, and this is, of course, what, what the, pro, uh, the practice of meditation is as well, which is like just trying to get to a point where you're just there, you're just being. And it's not, and the, the, like you're saying, that, that ceaseless chatter of the mind just stops or slows down for a moment. Um, and, and like you say, like good things could seem to happen from that point. Um, so I mean, so I mean, this is interesting. I, I'm yeah, I mean, just 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 to add on to that, I mean, he was like just to give some context around it. He was pretty much a hippie doing a PhD, and he was meditating in the forest, and he built a temple out there. And through wow. the surrender experiment, he managed to become CEO of like a, a national software company and sold it in like a multi-billion-dollar uh, deal. Now, it's not to say that everyone who like follows the surrender experiment is going to be a CEO of a software company and, you know, but it's just, he was talking about how he surrendered to uh, the perf perfection of life and flow of a river pretty much and allowed it to take him, um, you know, on a journey. And that was his journey, which was, you know, if, if nothing else, a very interesting story. But I, I, yeah, I just think it's fascinating how like we can come to the same um, location which is try and get out of your head and good things will happen from there and you might be instructing your students like yeah read these books like like let's do some meditation like, let's get their spiritual experience and maybe I might be like let's just clap our hands and be like idiots and like uh, like shout into the environment yeah. Yeah. and it's like and you kind of get to the same place one is maybe more crude than the other <laughs> um, but but it's funny that it's just like yeah it's and and what I'm trying to say is when I see something that seems to be like a universal truth like this, um, which is get out of your head and good things will probably happen, especially with regards to meeting new people. Um, I think it's worth paying attention to. And it's like, if you, especially if it's like, well, all of these people have all these different methods of getting there. It's like I say, it's just, it's just worth paying attention to. And so that's, that's informing a lot of what you're doing at the moment, this sort of, removing the anxiety that guys have in their head before they're going to approach women and stuff like that? Yeah, well, I've actually just started on the coaching journey again because uh, COVID knocked me off. So I'm, I'm actually going to London and doing that this weekend. But um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I've coached guys on online before through Facebook groups um, and in person. And it's just getting back into that flow because obviously COVID has knocked, knocked things off and a lot of programs now are heading online. Yeah. So that's something that I'm, I'm looking to do. Um, and it's just branching out in this coaching career again and see it, seeing where it leads me because I was having a call yesterday with a guy who was talking about how the community has moved on and some people are still in the pickup phase of it and some mm -hmm. people are more in the social freedom phase of it where they want to make it about kind of expressing themselves and um, you know an expression of their own individual purpose and kind of stepping into their power a lot more. Well, dude, I mean, like, I think that's probably a, quite a nice place to call it. But I mean, I think just listening to you is very clear. You're obviously a super conscious guy. Um, I mean, we haven't even mentioned the fact that you did like you did economics at Durham, which is like one of the top universities in the UK. 
Um, so you've got that sort of very logical, almost engineering mind as well. But now you um, you balance everything out with this this very sort of psychological and almost like like hippie-ish, but in a good way um, way of looking at the world. And so it just it makes me think like, man, if I was a student, I'd I'd want to be looking to go to someone like you because it feels like you're going to give them the whole package, like the very sort of analytical, but also like the heart as well. Um, so Mando, I mean, where can people reach you? How can they get hold of you? Yeah, well, I'm on Facebook. If you look up uh, Ryan Alex, you can probably find me there. And I've also got an email that you can reach out to. It's ryanalexcoaching at gmail.com. Coaching at gmail.com. And I'll put, um, I'll put the link to your Facebook and that exact email underneath this video. And man, listen, thank you very much. Uh, I, I'm sure, I think we've got enough there to have a few more conversations if you'd be willing. Um, but yeah, thank you for your time, man. Yeah, thank you, Kieran. Appreciate it. And uh, yeah, look forward to it. All good, all good.